Hi everybody, welcome along to episode 12 of the What Do We Know podcast with myself Jay and as always with me is Rob. How's it going? Just the one Premier League game this weekend and of course the FA Cup which threw up a few shocks living up to the magic of the cup hype. So as always with these weekends we'll have a brief chat about some of the FA Cup games but as we are a Premier League podcast we'll start with the one and only Premier League game this weekend. Another six-pointer relegation battle between Burnley and Watford. And what a cracker it was. Brilliant game. <laughs> Jesus, if they'd have left that out, I don't think we'd have missed it. Just give them both a point and get on with it. Yeah, it was shocking. Um, nil all, of course. I don't know. There's there's not a hell of a lot to really talk about, in it? Uh, a draw, obviously, not, not a good result for either team. No, Cormac was good for uh, Burnley. There was the the penalty claim, and then the new lad uh, Weghurst hit the bar. Barring that, there's not a huge amount to really talk about. A few keepers made a few saves, comfortable enough by the by the looks of things. Neither of them yeah. were pushed too far, to be honest. Pope and Foster both yeah. comfortable you throughout the game. I think you mentioned hitting the bar. That was a a strange, strange one. The ball yeah. deflected up, looked like it was going miles, miles over out. and behind. Yeah. And, and then, then just the wind, the wind took it back in. And yeah, keeper starts scrambling all of a sudden. You yeah. can't even see the ball yet. Would have been a strange one, but that was probably the the most exciting thing that really happened. A couple of half chances, but nothing, nothing clear. Of course, Roy Hodgson uh, first game. The man, uh, the man just doesn't want to doesn't want to stop back in. No. I saw a stat that he's something like f- over fifty four years older than the youngest player on his starting eleven, like. Yeah, that's no fair play to him. I think he's uh he he has his heart, his work cut out for him with, with Watford and oh definitely not the best I think of starts. But. That was a poor uh, sign, and I think he's better off with it with a team who's struggling around the the bottom and need to turn things around rather than right slap bang in the the middle of the fight. Yeah, being rock bottom. Yeah, and yeah, a so. poor rock bottom at that. Yeah, exactly. So there's that then. There was the penalty instant, which I mentioned. Um, Seema passes, tries to pass the ball. It hits Roberts on the arm. I've seen them given. I think it, I think it could have been a penalty. I've seen Obviously them given, but given it, I think it would have been harsh. I, I don't think... You can see it. His left arm seems to be in a natural position, and then he seems to kind of stretch a little bit. And as he stretches, his left arm comes back. It's balance. I, I, I think it would have been harsh. I don't know. I think it's, I'd be. I think it's quite an unnatural position, and he, he turns his head away from the play as well, which which he shouldn't do. I think gives more reason to to probably give the penalty. And I completely um, disagree with that. I think the fact that he turns <laughs> his head away, he can't know where the ball is, so it doesn't matter where he puts his arm. <laughs> yeah, like, I know. I do. I do see that, but I just think, oh, it's, he's jumping with his his arms out, but they're more down by his side and out. As opposed to kind of in the air, I think your natural position, if you're kind of jumping to block, is more in front of you in the air, not down out to the side. It, it, it's look, we we obviously can't agree on it ourselves, which shows no. the the how tough it is probably for the refs to finally decide. But but yeah, yeah I look, think we've uh, we've we've more talking points var related, I think, and rule related and interpretation and related, related to go on. So. <laughs> We'll uh, we we might move on and get to them because there was very little to talk in this bar that penalty opportunity. 
and look nil all draw it was worth every penny of it which was absolutely nothing it was t it was nothing. wasn't worth watching really yeah typical bar draw so we'll leave it at that like you said so we're just going to move on as we said last week when we were recording and we were doing rob's rumor roundup we were recording on the sunday and of course there was still monday which was deadline day itself so we're just going to do a quick recap to see if there's any deadline day deals that we may have missed yeah, there was there was a couple. Um, we had talked about Donny Van de Beek and Ali. They got pushed over the line, uh, going from Spurs and United respectively to Everton, which I think is great signs for for uh, Lampard and in his yeah his new position. Did you see? Sorry to just put in. Did you see them getting unveiled to the to the crowd at Goodison before time, the yeah. game? Did you see the shite Deli Ali was wearing? <laughs> yeah. The cross what on his the jeans. Fuck? Yeah, <laughs> what is hat. that all about? My God. All the money in the world, the chap gets dressed out the back of a bin. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying put on a, a full three-piece suit or so, anything like that, but at least dress a bit better than that when you're Look getting smart. introduced to Show the fans. Show yourself up yeah. to new fans, yeah. Exactly, yeah, like, yeah. Put a bit of effort in, like. Yeah, look, they call it fashion, I don't agree. Um, it's yeah, this definitely don't Kanye agree. West nonsense of, what did he call it? It's it's basically homeless chic, nearly that they they yeah. tried to say it is, but uh, it's nonsense. Um, sorry to continue since you so rudely yeah. segued me there. Um, <laughs> very few really on on deadline day. Matt Target in a loan move from Villa to Newcastle. Um, Spurs made two signings, one loan, one permanent from Juventus. Uh, Bethencore was permanent for about sixteen million, and Kulusevski is on loan. Two players I know very little about, but I'm sure we'll see more of them over the next couple of months. And as we just mentioned, uh, Wout Weghorst went from Wolfsburg to Burnley on deadline day. Hit the bar in the the game Burnley Watford at the weekend, and yeah, not a, a huge amount really to mention there. Diaz did get his uh, debut for Liverpool in their win in the FA Cup this weekend. And they've also, strangely, I don't know whether it's unsettled Arteta or what, but they've we mentioned last week they were they were linked with Martinelli, but they've also now been linked with Saka. So Arsenal could be decimated if if the rumours turn out to be true. Yeah, that'd be an interesting one to see. Um, Liverpool linked with anybody and everybody. That's the thing. Any anybody that's kind of small, well, not necessarily small, but fast. Yeah, uh, and improve good energy about them. Yeah, are always going to be linked with with Liverpool but uh, speaking of Liverpool actually I do want to just touch on on one thing with Salah and Mane obviously in the African Cup of Nations playing as we speak now in the the final nil all there at half time but I just want to say one thing which kind of annoyed me Salah in the penalty shootouts against Ivory Coast in the last 16 and Cameroon in the semi-final wanted to take the fifth peno to be to get the, all the glory the glory hunter fifth peno if that's ronaldo well that is ronaldo all the time and i agree he's the the glory hunter but he gets abuse for that all the time and here we are liverpool's main man wants to go fifth to get all the glory and then delighted for him because he didn't even get to take a peno against cameroon because they <laughs> they took three shit penos out of first four so it didn't even get that far but but yeah <laughs> jeez are you is this your United uh, crest on your sleeve or is this your anti-Liverpool crest on your sleeve on this or is it a bit of both it's probably a bit of both but in fairness I'm not I'm not just saying like Ronaldo like even if any, I know it's going to slightly off topic but it's not 
me saying Ronaldo because of his United plays for United and has been a United legend. Like I still think Messi's the better player when whenever it comes to Messi and Ronaldo. So I don't have a bias towards Ronaldo. I just don't like the fact that he does get the abuse for wanting to take that fifth penalty, and Salah doesn't. And this game now that's on tonight, I wouldn't be surprised if it goes to penalties, and we'll see. Uh, Salah will want to take the fifth and see see what happens then. You know. And I'm, well, I'm also a strong believer of getting your best penalty takers to take the force penalties anyway. Well, that's a question I was going to ask you. Being a penalty taker all your life, would you have rather taken one, three, five? What was your number? One. I'd always want to get one. Get your team off to a good start. Slot it away. Like, yeah. Ah, look, so that's, in my opinion, is the best way. Or, you know, some people, you know, they might have to put their name forward and they might say, put me fifth, and they're kind of hoping they don't have to take a penalty at all. That would have been uh, me. Which I don't. <laughs> which I don't think is the case with Salah or Ronaldo so I, I just think no they're two players you'd expect to score like, in a yeah. penalty shootout you know so I probably agree with you have your best penalty in at least the first three yeah I like go like like you said there sometimes they don't make it to five generally you'll, you'll have to make it to three so you need yeah. a good penalty player taker in there um, yeah no but, first, first three I'm okay but I, I do I definitely think first anyway but but if it's not forced, definitely within the first race, you're yeah. not not five, the risk so you can not wheel away. And, yeah. yeah, like like there was there was penalties in in. Oh well, I won't get too much into it now because we're going to talk about it later. But there was penalties in the United game that the the Middlesbrough keeper you you would have sworn he he solved cancer, stopped two world wars, and saved every penalty the way he went off celebrating. Yeah, so, yeah true. But yeah, so just wanted to get that off my chest and. You mentioned the FA Cup there, so we'll move on to a few of the FA Cup games then. A few, um, as I said in the intro, a few, few shocks, which are some, some good games overall. Yeah, and a couple of Premier League teams pushed to extra time and penos, as we just mentioned. Yeah, obviously United and Borough went to penos. Borough, of course, going through. Yay. Um Chelsea, Plymouth held Chelsea to extra time as well, as you said, but then Chelsea's got the winner. Kidder Minister and West Ham, poor Kidder Minister and that now, they conceded their 1-0. Kidder Minister? Kidder Minister. Did I say Minister? Yeah, Kidder Minister. Kidder Minister. Anyway, they were 1-0 up and West Ham equalised in the 94th minute with Rice. So then went to extra time. They held on. You're thinking they'll at least get a shot at penalties. And then they concede in the 124th minute then yeah. overall. So and lost. That that was very, very harsh for them. Very unlucky. And I think they beat Reading in the last round, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, we were nearly yeah, going to adopt right. them as our giant killers if they'd have won, yeah. if they'd have won at the weekend. <laughs> but now look, yes. teams kind of... West Ham didn't put out a bad team either. Like It was, it was Declan Rice that scored that equaliser. And I yeah, think Roy's brought up Bowen. again that teams are sleeping on him last summer, that he's worth a hell of a lot more than 100 million now. And I think, I yeah. agree, I don't think there's any doubt that he is probably one of the best players in that position in the world. No, I agree, 100%. Um, he's only he's only adding more value to that to that price to, to each game he plays. And, and like Plymouth again, as you said, against Chelsea, unlucky. And Mr. Penham in the 118th minute. So two teams oh, yes. of... Low leagues that really put it up to top Premier League sides that didn't seem to have put out poor lineups. Yeah, do you know the 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 back line for Chelsea basically 
as normal, midfield as normal, attack as normal. Only thing they're missing is uh, Mendy, who's away at the Afcon. So, at the yeah. And now, as as we've mentioned, the magic of the cup, um, it does happen. Yeah. Um, also did happen for Nottingham Forest, of course, who absolutely had a massive what a win four one against Leicester. Seemed in complete control at half time, just out of nowhere. Like yeah. another Leicester again playing relatively well strength team, good strength team. Like yeah, they made made a few changes. Obviously, they didn't have Schmeichel in goals, but but they still had, like I said, a, a strong team out that that should be. It obviously still expected to be first, but first yeah. obviously doing very well in the championship them, themselves. But, but yeah, fair play. I don't know. Did you see the actual the, the third goal? I think it was for first. No, the header. Um, your your man heads it and it, it bounces uh in the box and then it bounces over Tielemans and goes into the goal. Like, but if you Jesus. if you get a chance, anyone watch back, watch it back. It's worth watching because Tielemans obviously isn't the, the tallest player yeah. but it's still it, it still kind of is a head height for him and I don't know what he's doing he dives like under the ball and it just goes in it's worth just looking at that goal in particular because I don't know what he's trying to do to, to try like to head the ball. Like, ball had it gone in looping over the keeper and then the, the comedy goal nearly yeah but not as bad as that no <laughs> like, because the height like the the one the Borney game went very high and and, yeah. uh, and with wind get this is I'd say it's not even five foot in the air like and Telemans is probably about five foot in height so I don't know how he doesn't actually get his head to it <laughs> but he almost dives under it or it's just it's worth looking at just to, to see what I mean but um but yeah fair play to Forrest though great win hopefully yeah, it all goes blazing that. I was I was keeping an eye on it and couldn't watch it now but I was keeping an eye on live score and three nil up early in the game it's dreamland for for lower lower league teams who are expecting or hoping to do well in the FA Cup yeah yeah good pal of ours uh, is a Forest fan of course Lee so I'd say there's a party going on in his house at the moment <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's about three quarters with a bottle of whiskey I'd say dancing around yeah, the living yeah. room but sure but yeah, Look, so a few, few others then we have we have um, of course Man City no shock there Beating Fulham four one, although they did go one 0 down, but like that, no surprise. Um, Wolves and Norwich in all Premier League affair. Norwich beating them one 0 which is a bit of a shock given how well Wolves have been playing. The Dean Smith effect still in effect. Yeah, exactly. Spurs and Brighton another all Premier League affair. Um, Spurs won com- comfortably three one, and as we are recording now on. As you know, we record on Sunday nights. Bournemouth are currently playing Boreham Wood, and it's 1-0 to Boreham Wood. Yeah, 54 minutes gone, so look, they could be See a giant killer there. Yeah, that would, that would be the biggest shock of a lot, I'd probably say. By a long way, I'd say, yeah. yeah. And then just to mention, like you said, Liverpool beating Cardiff 3-1, um, and the last kind of Premier League team really was uh, Everton, who beat Brentford, another all-Premier League uh, game 4-1 uh, with Richarlison scoring one of the goals and the stat that came up is that Richarlison has scored in his first game for Everton under four managers Marco Silva Duncan Ferguson Rafa Benitez and now Frank Lampard whatever it's but Anton else play. he scores in the first game but can yeah. he keep going he doesn't doesn't score anymore then <laughs> no now, like, obviously he's been decent and he, he does get 
on the score sheet, but he, he obviously tends to start well for new managers, but he, he just doesn't kick on to the to the hype or, or what you're yeah, expecting him to he's do. He's one of those players who has immense ability, but just doesn't seem to be able to back it up week in, week out, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, I, I'm on, a, on an aside, being a Brazilian, the, the likes of Rafinha, who's gone kind of the other way, who had all the ability and has kind of progressed himself into a position where Brazil want him, whereas Richarlison seems to be a, a bit of a mainstay there, even with the pick they have, and hasn't really shown, so you kind of wonder where the yeah the quality he de- he, is more necessary yeah, he, he than the ability. He definitely hasn't. Yeah, like you say, he definitely hasn't kicked on. And like that, Rafinha, who is doing very well for Leeds this season and last season, you'd expect him to possibly get a move in the summer to maybe a bigger team that he'd yeah. kick on a bit more. But Richarlison never looks to be good enough to have them kind of bigger teams get having any interest in him, really. So Yeah, he need an audition like technique at this stage. Yeah, so there is... A, Something right there, whether it's his attitude yeah. or his, his ability, he's just not good enough. But, but I'd like to see Lampard do well there at, at Everton, to be fair. I think he's he's a decent enough manager, just needs a, a go. He was kind of thrown into deep end with Chelsea, similar to how they put Di Matteo in charge for that Champions League win. Um, he was kind of thrown in and left to see if he could survive. And then he was all right with Derby, not phenomenal, but I'd like to see him do well yeah. and, and and show what he's he's capable of, really. Yeah, no, I think he'll do a decent job. I think he probably, the, the move to Chelsea came too soon for him. Yeah. Uh, obviously, it would have been hard for him to turn it down, being a, a Chelsea legend and, and, and all, but he he probably would have been better off turning it down and build up a bit kind of more like what Gerrard's been doing. Yeah, I'd say it's um, very hard, though. Yeah, no. You're offered your dream job, say, basically. That, day yeah, one. Like if, if, Klopp, if Klopp, for whatever reason, packed it in, and Gerard was offered a job. I don't think it'd be hard for him to say no. Very I need hard, to yeah. progress a bit more. So, but then look. So, apparently, yeah. um, Wayne Rooney was offered the Everton job and turned it down. So, I yeah. suppose some some people want to do it one way and some do it another. And now your circumstance probably comes into that an awful lot. But look, we'll wait and see how he does and and talk more about it then. I suppose we might yeah. we might move on though and talk about the last game, which we kind of alluded to a little bit earlier. United being knocked out of the cup by Middlesbrough. Um, big VAR calls um, I'm presuming you're relatively upset on this Jason have you much to say oh I have a lot to say <laughs> <laughs> good bad oh, well, or indifferent have, what were you thinking well that's a, uh, what I have to say my shock you um, is uh, I'm not forgetting for one second that it was Middlesbrough that we were playing but I was actually quite impressed with the performance Um in the 90 minutes, fair enough, extra time, not not so much. But I thought it was, they dominated the game, just didn't take their chances. Um, I'm not, we'll move on and talk about the handball and the, the penalty decision, but I'm not even annoyed about losing over over that. I'm just more annoyed that we lost because we didn't take our chances. Like, should have, the game should have been over at halftime. So it was only, it, it, was, it was our own fault. But, but like I said, yeah, happy with the, the performance. It was, it was, Last week, or well, not last week, two weeks ago, it was the first game under Rannick where, I can't remember who we played now, but it was the for, first game where I really felt like you could see a bit of a difference. And again, we kind of kicked on from that against against Borough. We started well and, and dominated the whole game, just didn't take them chances. So you think you're starting to make a difference? I, I do, yeah. 
like that. Ronaldo missed a penno, which doesn't happen a lot. Sancho hit the bar as well. Last time he missed a penno was probably against Ireland. Gavin Bazunu saving it, was it? Yeah, yeah. I think it <laughs> could have been, actually. Yeah. Uh, Sancho hit the bar. Fernandez hit the post. Missed, pretty much missed an open goal. Rashford had a goal offside. With what it was offside, though. But they just dominated the game. The only chance Middlesbrough had was the, the goal they got, which obviously is quite controversial. controversial. So yeah. yeah, Looking at the stats, even... United had three times as many shots on target, four four times as many shots off target, and seventy five percent of the possession to twenty five. Like I know they say stats mean nothing when yeah. the final score comes in, but like you, you're right in saying that they bossed the game. They were in complete control by the looks of things and yeah. just couldn't finish. Again, like like I said, I know it's Middlesbrough. It's not a Premier League team, but it was the first game where I felt watching it. I was like, yeah, United are going to win here comfortably, even that one all. I was like, yeah, they're going to go on and win. And obviously, the longer it went on, the, the goals didn't go in. But it's a step in the right direction, anyway, you think? Yeah, oh, no, definitely going the, the right way, in my opinion. We shall see. Are you noticing this Gagan press or. No. <laughs> different style of play, I think. <laughs> the, there is a different style of play, but this the Gagan pressing thing just isn't happening. They're not really pressing. The, the odd time, there's a bit of pushing and that, but they're not doing it all together as a team. But they're playing better as a team, you yeah. know. And one, one transfer we didn't really mention was Anthony Martial going to Sevilla. You're probably delighted with that, are you? I am, yeah. Yeah. Hopefully he stays there. <laughs> Another one out the door. <laughs> well, look, we wanted to talk about the, the handball and the the VAR resulting decision, I suppose you'd say. in in Less so talking about it in the course of the Man United game and more so talking about it in the fact that we've been giving out about VAR and being inconsistent and the yeah. the way rules are interpreted and actually not infringing on the game as much as it is. It was an awful decision by VAR. It was an awful decision, but the, the correct decision by the rules. But then it's a wrong rule. Like, it, yeah, just yeah. In my personal opinion, the minute that ball touches his hand, if he pushes out for a goal kick, Grant, it's it's not a deliberate handball, so it's not using his, ball, using his hand to move the ball to his advantage. If it goes out for a goal kick, if it comes off him, it goes off a defender, whatever. The fact that he could basically control it with his hand to bring it back to himself and be able to play it in. Yeah. You you can't illegally use a part of your body that you're not allowed to use in the game to your benefit. As far yeah. as I'm no, concerned, I don't, whatever the no, rule says, I, you can't benefit yeah, no, yourself. I agree. I totally agree with that. It's, it's the rule that I think is wrong. Like, And he clearly, if it doesn't hit his hand, he's losing control of the ball. It's going yeah. out towards... Yeah, he, but, he would have yeah. still had the ball, but he's not in a goal-scoring chance, like, you know. And yeah, then he's chasing and stretching the, to get across in. Yeah. It's, so it's he, a completely he, different scenario. Yeah, the, hitting his hand ends up putting it right in front of him, which gives yeah. him the chance to take the shot, which, of course, falls to their player. Like, even, even the fact that he tries to, he takes the shot and he tries to lob Henderson, and then if it goes in directly, it would have been ruled out. But because it didn't go in directly, it was, it, it was like a pass it's allowed to stand it's, it's similar so that's to where the offside just... rule where they don't flag it till he's <clears throat> actively offside rather than passively offside yeah and then they even wait after that like you could pick a player could pick up a ball in an offside position put in a cross ball headed in and flag up the scorer wasn't offside 10-15 seconds earlier the winger's offside it's yeah. like VAR was supposed to make the game better supposed to make it flow easier supposed to improve the quality of the football that's played and in my opinion it's done the exact opposite yeah, the like the only thing I will say, this wasn't like a flaw in VAR. This was a flaw in the ruling. 
you know. Yeah, fair enough. But like, just I think handball is handball, basically. Yeah, I think it should. I think it should be. See, they they changed the rule last season because the rule last season was any handball in the build up to a goal is ruled out, and then they started going back sometimes as far as the halfway line because the play. Yeah, it wasn't a big build and played. Yeah, it developed from there. There was only two or three passes, and then it was a goal. Yeah. So they were ruling, they were ruling it out for something to happen in the halfway line. So I understand that it needed to be tweaked, but I think maybe like if it's a handball in the box, regardless if it's accidental or not, I think it should just be ruled out. Like, yeah, you see, the the rule is kind of it's it's another one that can be ambiguous because you'll read it one way as an attacking team and another way as a defending team. The yeah. defending team don't want, or, or don't want to, uh, like United, don't want a handball like that to contribute to them being penalised. So basically, they got penalised for an illegal move by an attacking player as the defence. Yeah. Whereas the attacker going, well, he shouldn't be booked or anything for a yellow card or for a, for a handball because it wasn't intentional. Fair enough, it hit his hand. But he shouldn't also be allowed to play on. There has to be kind of. These rules are created with a grey area, and it's because of what I just said. I think that's right, but they have. And you said that was kind of changed last year, where it's basically the handball is the handball, but it has to work in the favour of fairness rather than the favour of either team. If the ball, yeah. if like I said, if he hit the ball and it had bounced out over the end line, it's not him handballing it to push it out over the end line. It's an accidental handball. It's gone out goal kick. The fact that he handballed it to put it back in his own in his own possession regardless of it whether it was accidental or not is still causing penalization to united who have done nothing wrong in the in the lead up they yeah. haven't put in a bad tackle they shouldn't be penalized for this where they have been and it, that's not just united it's just, we're just using this as an example it's any team in that situation the attacker shouldn't be penalized for an accidental handball but the defense shouldn't be penalized for the control using an illegal move yeah yeah no like it- See, this is where, like I said, they're, they're still going to be the grey area, but maybe it should be in the sense that if the when the ball hits your hand, if you've gained an advantage from it. Exactly. So, like that, if he's kind of controlling it, oh, I don't know, like that, he's he's easily controlling it on his foot, it slightly bounces up and hits his hand, but it didn't, he didn't gain advantage with that because he still had control of the ball. Yeah. You're like, fair enough. But yeah, because or if it didn't hit his hand... Sorry, yeah, he's running at a defender, say, ricochets, and, he, he ricochets and hits his knee and yeah. then his hand or something, but it's still moving generally the same direction. Yeah. Similar to how no, they do the ruling for a, a, an, o, an OG. If the ball was traveling towards the goal, the striker, or the striker of the ball, I suppose, rather than the striker, will get the the goal. If the, the, if the, the deflector, I suppose, pushes it from moving away from goal onto goal, then it ends up being an OG. So similar enough to that kind of yeah. grey area and kind of implementation of the rules would be a nice middle ground, I think. Yeah, like the way like the way the rule is now. I'm gonna try uh, see if I can paint a picture of this. Um, but I, I'm just picturing a thing like say there's a team chasing the game to get an equaliser or something like that, and the other team go on the counter attack, right? And I know it doesn't happen all that often, but yeah. it, it's it's been all guns blazing on the other side. Because they're chasing it. And this team going to counter-attack. They end up, say, with a 2-on-1 against just the keeper. Right? One of the players, they're running side-by-side. Side. One of the players doesn't pass it. Decides to try to take it around the keeper. It ricochets up. Hits him on the hand. 
Keepers on the ground. The two players are still running here and there's an open goal in front of them. The player that it ricocheted off and hit his hand, if he puts it into the goal, it will, it will be disallowed for handball. But if he passes it to the player beside him who, who goes to score, it's allowed. Yeah, I get you. But are you saying so that's, that that's how it should be or that's how it is? No, that's that's how it is at the moment. And so would you agree that... That if, just doesn't make sense. Like, Yeah. The ricochet is not something he can control. Like it could yeah. a volley from thirty yards can still hit you on the arm. It's not arms by your side, nothing to do with you. That's what I mean, because any and the rule is now any handball that is directly involved in the goal by that by said player yeah. is is disallowed. But if that player passes it, it's allowed. So in your so effectively scenario, you're you're as long as it's an accidental handball, if it's yeah. not on purpose if it's on purpose then it's a, it's But your lads are just gonna get better at the Accidental. That's what that's what I'm saying. Because you, you of that, could, you know. You, Look you, at Thierry like, Henry for feck's sake. Yeah. So it's just it's so all over the place with, with the the ruling on it. And so in your I scenario, do you think the changed, ricochet, the player that got the ricochet off the keeper, should be allowed to score since it was accidental? Mm, good question. <laughs> now when you think about it like that. Because basically, then you're saying that if if uh, I, I can't remember who Middlesbrough hand, player to handballed it. But if you're basically saying that because it was an accidental handball, it just bounced down, he like you can't really differentiate between the ricochet off the keeper and his accidental handball, can you? If he'd have scored yeah. directly, do you know, it's it's a very, I'm very grey area. Yeah, I'm just giving out about the current rule, but then when you kind of spin it on me like that, then it is it goes hard. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, which, yeah, it is. I, I just think you either have to kind of... I think you're better off just saying any handball like it was last season. Any handball in the build up to the goal is it's not given. Like it's, yeah. it's, I think it's the best way instead of leaving it so no grey, so really open, there. yeah, so open to interpretation. Because what you think? Look at look at you and me debating there. Um, the Burnley penalty. Yeah. Like you to you you thought um, Roberts wasn't hands were were weren't in an unnatural position when I thought they were. Yeah. So what happens then if if you're kind of saying accidental or not? That's like, the thing. That's that's you, where you the grey so, area and the open yeah, interpretation. So, so that's in. why I think you're better off just leaving it as it was. I know it might be shit if there's one little tiny handball which didn't actually affect the control of the ball for a certain player, but I think that might just be the best way. If it, if it's a handball, hits someone in the hand in the build up to a goal, it's it's not allowed. Yeah, I, I think, think absolute that's the rules best are way to do it. Like. Yeah, absolute rules are better in, in situations like this where VAR can make a very easy decision, yet it hit his hand. Unless, basically, arms by your side. You see, it's it's just so tough because you're jumping for a header or sliding for a, a ball. Your arms aren't going to be stuck to your sides doing both of yeah. those things. So it's the kind of natural... Is it in a natural position? Is it not? I think the best way of interpreting is does it give you an advantage from the illegal touch? Yeah. And it did against Middlesbrough for United. Um, sorry, for Middlesbrough against United. And then, like the one we were talking about earlier with, with Burnley, it didn't really give him an advantage. He, facing away, arm out, hit his, ar- hit his arm. The Watford players were right to to surround... Well, not, not right to surround the ref. That really fucking annoys me. But they were yeah. right to, to call and claim it. You know, call for everything, see what you get. But so what? Hap- what what happens in, say, a similar scenario to just say the the Middlesbrough one, the way he 
controlled the ball, then it went onto his hand, gained a small advantage. What happens if a defender does that in the box? Is it a penalty? If they gain an advantage, yes. So let's just say you and me are, are, are playing and I pass yeah. the ball. Like we're, even let's say we're, we're comfortable in possession. We're not under any pressure. I pass yeah. the ball to you. You miscontrol it. It hits your hand. No yeah. players around you, but you're in the box. Would that be it's, a penalty? It's still a penalty. Because remember a couple of weeks ago we were talking about, I think it was Man City game we were talking where Edison came out and slid in and took a player. I think it might have been with Newcastle, was it? And Edison came out and yeah. took a player out when the ball was nowhere near him. I think yeah. that was a penalty. Do you know the, the rule is there regardless where you are on the pitch and regardless of what's happening. If you have, like, does that mean if I turn around as a defender with no player around me at the corner flag, bend over, pick up the ball, it's not a free. Yeah. Do you know? It's, know yeah. Because there's no one there's, near you. It's allowed, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's it's grand. <laughs> I'll just pick it up and boot it up the pitch. It'll be fine. Like volley yeah. it up the pitch. There's there's so many variations and so many variables in it that I think it has to be either absolute, like you said. Or, like, there should have been common sense with that. He got an unfair advantage from an illegal touch. You can't allow a goal. No matter how, like, and that's only one 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 pass away from the, the actual goal. Yeah. If it, it's And I don't think it's any different. If that had happened in midfield and he handballed it like that, it probably would have been, ah, hold on, free out. Whereas that now would have they been just, 100%, yeah. they have this kind of wait and see attitude in the Premier League. Like we said with the offsides, like with this, wait and see what happens and then we'll make a decision. Yeah. So they let it go, went to VAR and went, ah, feck it, we'll leave it as is, it's grand. Yeah. And as we said last week, you don't know what you're getting with VAR. You could get, it could go any way at all. The minute it goes to VAR, whatever happened could go left, right, sideways or upside down. You just don't know yeah. what's going to yeah. happen. <laughs> well, you, I think you hit the nail on the head there, though. If that happens in the middle of the pitch. Yeah, it's a free. It, it's, a, it's a free. The, on, the only way it would be let continue is if, the team still have possession of the ball and it's advantage yeah. given or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Like, like we said, if he'd have taken the touch and pushed it out for a goal kick, if he's in midfield, if he takes the touch and it goes to yeah. Fernandez or Matic or Fred or whoever ends up being around him and goes the other way, then look, that's that's the advantage rule. It's a completely different yeah. rule taking precinct. But yeah, it doesn't sit right with me that there's that much of a allowance within the rules to interpretation. Yeah, the, the only thing... I will say on it, and it's not just on that rule, it's on plenty of other rules, the offside one, and whatever the rule is, there, there's going to be a problem with it somewhere. Something yeah. is going to happen in a game where we're like, oh, for fuck's sake, what's that? Yeah. What, where, how did they get to this decision? Or, you know, but at the moment, it just seems to be all over the place. Yeah, I think I think yeah. you were right there saying um, that you kind of, it was better last year. I think they just need to settle with... The rule, make a rule and settle with the interpretation that they think will cause the least issue within a game. Allow a game to flow, yeah. cause the least necess- necessities of VAR or referee involvement without a straightforward decision of free this way, free that way, penalty, whatever, whatever the rule ends up being, and and go with that. Now they can tweak and they can try and fine tune, but this this um, wholesale change of a rule where it was. Any handball in the lead up to we'll see how it goes is a very big change yeah. and it's not really improving the game, I don't think. No, I, I agree. It's definitely um needs a bit of fine tuning. Um yeah. at at the least. Which, yeah. Well sure look, we'll 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 see what happens, I suppose. Um That was a spirited we'll debate there. Considering we're was, both yeah, kind no. of talking from the same side of it. Yeah, we weren't disagreeing on it, we were <laughs> yeah. just 
But yeah, no, it's it's good. Um, it's 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 always a debate that's going to be had over with, with VAR. So we'll see what happens in in next week's episode. Um, just touching on there, just a quick look. Seventy one minutes gone. Senegal and Egypt nil all. Salah going for the yeah. glory hunter penalty. Look, looking more <laughs> yeah. likely. All right, you've had your dig already. Leave it out. <laughs> but yeah, so we leave it there then for episode twelve. Thanks again for listening. Um, the socials as we say what do we know podcast and don't forget to give us some five star reviews on whatever platform you listen to us on uh, Premier League is back proper with midweek fixtures and weekend fixtures which means we'll be back proper too talking absolute shite for a change for a change but yeah thanks again <laughs> um, and as we always say what, what do, do we, we know, know? <laughs>